Good evening and welcome to the Speak Easy podcast. I am your host, Constance Willard, and good evening to each of you. And this is, October is Breast Cancer Awareness Month. And today I have three guests that are going to come and share their story and their journey with breast cancer. Two of them are breast cancer survivors. The third one who will come on later in the show is going to come and talk about wellness and nutrition in relation to breast cancer. So I'm going to bring my first guest up, Coach Linda Brooks-Johnson. Good evening, Linda. How are you? I'm doing well, thank you. How are you this evening? I am doing great. So tell the audience who Linda Brooks-Johnson is. Okay. Uh, I am a mother of two. I'm a 24-year, two-time breast cancer survivor, and I'm a life coach, public speaker for breast cancer patients and survivors, along with uh, divorce, grief, and parenting, um, caregiving, coaching. Uh, I don't coach anything that I haven't gone through. Um, my journey with breast cancer uh, started in 1999 when I was diagnosed with evasive ductal carcinoma. And that's the type of breast cancer that majority of women, when they get it, well, back then, uh, it was the most common. Um, I happened to have found the lump when I was pregnant with my last child, but didn't know I was pregnant with them. Um, 10 months after that, um, I found out that I was carrying him when I had found the tumor, but six months after I had him via C-section, I found out that the tumor that I found was a malignant tumor, and therefore I had to go through treatment. At the time of the diagnosis, everything was good, insured. My uh, ex-husband had me insured, but when he left, uh, he wound up sometimes after that canceling the insurance. So there I was with a 28-month-old, a six-month-old, husband walked out and no insurance. So you know who I had to call on. And that that man sure was the one that brought me through it. Um, I got through that. Um, the marriage ended some years later. Uh, moving on to 2018, um, second diagnosis. This time I elected to have both breasts removed via mastectomy. Um, did go through one cycle of chemo and then I stopped it. And um, really my saving grace has been my spiritual faith and my walk with God. Without that, I know there's no way I could have made it through that. And my favorite verse is Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you to give you an expected end. And I held to that and I held close to God to keep that promise to me. And thankfully, today, we're cancer-free. And you're standing tall. And yes. 28 years later. Wow, that is an amazing story. Yes. But now, tell the audience, if you are able to, what resources are available? You mentioned your insurance being canceled. 
And, you know, I just learned since doing this podcast this month that these larger organizations like the Coleman Foundation mm-hmm. and the American Cancer Society, they raise all this funding, mm-hmm. but it's not to support the victims. No. And I was yeah. very shocked and dismayed by that discovery. So and you know, that, that's a very good, that's a very good analogy because really, um, I didn't have any of those resources. I was diagnosed when I was living in Texas with the first uh, diagnosis. And I tell you, the hospital that I was privy to be in and go through the treatment was a Catholic hospital. And they were the ones that stepped in and gave me resources for me and my children. Um, even down to covering the hospital bills, the uh, medication and all of that. Um, I didn't have any organizations to rally in behind me. Uh, I even had um, someone that I didn't even know that God had put my name on her mother's heart, that they were benefactors. I would go to the mailbox and there would be checks in the mailbox from people I didn't know and couldn't find out who did it because when I contacted the church, they were just told to tell me that it was God and that he loved me and that he was gonna take care of me. So I don't know what what resources I can even tell anybody. The resource I had was the, the main source and that was God. Wow, wow, that is an amazing story. And so, and you, this was the, a Catholic hospital that assisted you, right? Yes. Okay. All right. So, you know, I just want to get all the information I can mm-hmm. as far as um, resources to provide to the audience that's listening because it's, you know, it's just nothing available. Nothing mm-hmm. available out there. And it really, really bothered me when I heard that. Um, that we have people who are going through that. And then I thought about parents that have children mm-hmm. that are suffering, have to take off from work to come and stay with that child because they can't leave the child there by themselves. Exactly. And so there's that income gone. What do they mm-hmm. do? And so I'm going to ask that me and the other panelists each time, you know, mm-hmm. if you are aware of community services or resources, please share them so we can get the word out to help others. You know, there are a few things that are out there. My second experience uh, in 2018 when here in Atlanta was a very devastating um, experience for me because those the, the social worker that I sought out um, to help me pretty much didn't want to because all of the things, the resources, that she was giving me when I kept telling her, I've gone and I've researched that and that's not uh, a viable resource that I can even go to. And she just got to the point where she didn't even want to deal with me. Wow, wow. So it was, it was, it was very disheartening and it was very concerning because we're, I'm thinking we're being put in place for uh, social workers and you know, hospital personnel that are to assist us. 
only to find out you're pretty much on your own. Wow, that is just, it's very disheartening. Mm -hmm. It really is. And so that's one reason why I chose to take this on and to join the fight and to help continue the fight because it's just so much that I'm learning, mm -hmm. so much that I'm able to share with the listening audience. So Linda, I thank you so much for sharing your story. Oh, you're so more what than type of advocacy are you involved with? Uh, I try to get the word out about self-wellness, making sure you do your um, monthly exams, making sure you stay in check and, and take ownership of your body. Don't just let people tell you what you need, but be intentional about making sure that you are the navigator of anything you need in your life. Nobody knows you better than you. And finding out what works with you and what doesn't work for you is the best you that you can you can you can have is being informed, being intentional, and making sure you are heard. Wow. Okay. So thank you so much. So next I'm gonna bring up Marlena. Marlena, good evening. How are you? Good evening. I'm doing good. How are you doing? I'm great. So tell the audience about Marlena. Yes. So I am Marlena Murphy and I am 45 years old. I am a mother of a 15-year-old daughter. I am a full-time grad student working on a master's in clinical mental health counseling. And I am an advocate, um, breast cancer advocate for Turning Point Breast Cancer Rehabilitation. I serve as a community advocate. I serve as a volunteer advocate for My Style Matters. And I am a program manager for an organization called GRASP, which is guiding researchers and advocates to scientific partnerships. So I, I play multiple roles. And I guess I'll tell you a little bit about my journey. So <laughs> my journey started, um, I, I would actually say before 2018, it started in 2017 when um, during the year that I was 40, I went to my primary care provider in November of that year. And we discussed um, <clears throat> getting a mammogram. And I specifically remember her saying, you know, um, because I don't have a family history, um, it may turn out that I could have like a false positive. And basically it, it was a situation where it wasn't quote, like necessary. Well, fast forward to May of 2018. Um, and then all along, I should, I should say this all along, I had been doing my normal monthly breast checks um, myself. So May of 2018, doing my normal monthly breast checks um, in the shower, I felt something that felt like a lump on the left side of my breast and I proceeded to fill on the right side, didn't feel anything like that on the right side, um, went back and forth with it. And so it was clearly a lump um, in my, on the side of my left breast. And ultimately, ultimately I scheduled an appointment with my primary care provider 
where I went in, she felt the lump. Um, with my healthcare system, they automatically schedule a mammogram and an ultrasound when there's a lump. And so that that happened. And then eventually I got an ultrasound, um, a biopsy. And then the biopsy showed that it was cancer <clears throat> and specifically that it was stage three triple negative breast cancer. So I went through all of the different tests um, that occur. And triple negative, I should just add that it is <clears throat> a type of breast cancer that um, is, uh, tends to be more prevalent in African-American women, Hispanic women, younger women as well. So I went through um, different series of tests, scans, <clears throat> brain MRI, breast MRI, um, bone scans, so many different tests. And then eventually I started treatment, which was chemotherapy um, from August of 2018 through December of 2018. And then I had a lumpectomy the following year. Then I went through radiation and then I took chemo pills. And so the treatment ended November 2019. Um, fast forward, continued to do my checks. Um, also, I had mammograms every six months. And uh, what ended up happening was my left breast was swollen. Well, the thing about it is that it had always been swollen because of radiation and because of the lumpectomy. So to me, it wasn't abnormal. But my physical therapist with Turning Point Breast Cancer Rehabilitation, she was the one who basically was like, Marlena, this is an abnormal swelling. And so I moved up a six-month appointment that I was going to have with my oncologist. I moved that up for uh, follow-up. And... They told me I would get a, a mammogram to kind of ease my mind. I had been Googling. I'm thinking, you know, what type of breast cancer is this? Because at that point, I know there are multiple types. And originally, I had to advocate for myself because originally my mammogram was going to be in May. Here it is, February. And I said, no, no, no. <laughs> I need to have this sooner than later because, again, I felt something. Um, fast forward. I ended up feeling something else on the right side, but in my armpit, and it was over a weekend and went away. It was a smaller lump, um, but it moved, which was completely different from the other side. It did not move, um, and I eventually got a biopsy, and so um, I received a second diagnosis March of 2022 with uh, metastatic triple negative breast cancer. And so I have been in treatment again since May of 2022, um, receiving chemotherapy and immunotherapy. And so at this point, there are uh, different types of treatments now. And one of the different types is immunotherapy, where it's a, a medication that works with your immune system. And so through all of this, um, just like Coach Linda, I rely on my faith, rely on my faith with God. Um, by his stripes, I am healed. I declare every single day I am prospering. I'm doing great. Um, I'm in school. I'm in internship. I'm raising my daughter. Um, I feel like when you receive a cancer diagnosis, it's, it's not an automatic death sentence. It is, okay, here's a situation. What are you going to do about it? How are you going to allow this to work in your favor? How are you going to move towards your purpose and what God has for you? And so wow. that's a summary of my of my story. I'll tell you what, you two have some amazing stories, both of you. Um, you're providing a lot of encouragement. I mean, even for me, and I'm not a breast cancer survivor or patient, but you're encouraging me because of your steadfastness and you're just you're trusting God. Mm. You know, a lot of people don't understand the importance of that because mm. at the end of the day, that's all you've got. Yep. 
That's it. You know, the doctors can do all this research and all this treatment and they can make all these predictions. But at the end of the day, all we have is God. That's it. So I thank both of you so much for what you're doing, advocating for encouraging. And so I'm going to start with you, Coach Linda. What encouragement or motivation can you provide to the listening audience today? Or for that woman or man that's out there suffering with breast cancer right now? I think the 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 main thing, if anything, I could say it to anybody, period. Make sure you get and establish a personal relationship with God. Because without that, when the storms and the trials of life hit, there's no way you can make it on your own. I don't, I, I, I don't know of anything that could have guided me or helped me get through that, including family, like God and his love that wrapped around me and just knowing who he was before I even entered that that storm. So that was my, my foundation was my personal intimate relationship with him that pivot me at the times when I wanted to give up. I didn't because I knew and I had his word within me to encourage and to motivate me to keep on persevering through. And sometimes we've got to look at life in the way that when storms come, it's not so much as it's for you, but it's for somebody else. Um, when we say, God, I'm available, use me. I want to live for you. You're, you're now saying that you want to be a vessel that he can do whatever he chooses to do through you. And that in itself is a major blessing for God to trust you enough to, to, to give you that battle, to allow you to give him the glory through everything that you're going through and to still say, you know what, Lord, yet though this thing has got me, I'm going to trust you because I know in the end, victory is mine. You paid it all when you sent your son to the cross. And if you paid it all, I'm walking in victory. Whether it looks like it, whether I feel like it, whether they even say it, I'm trusting you because you're my ultimate physician. You're my Jehovah Rapha and all my trust is in you. Amen. 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 Thank you so much. Thank you so Amen. much. You're welcome. Okay, Marlena. Yes. So here's the thing. So when I received my diagnosis in um, 2018, I would say about three to four years before that, God had been telling me to leave the position that I was in as far as my career. I was uh, a background investigator for the federal government. So I was comfortable living my life, uh, had a flexible schedule, you know, going here and there. Um, as I pleased with my appointments and earning money and, and God was telling me, you need to go back to school to be a therapist. And I was like, no, no, God, I'm not doing that because I'm going to pay for it. <laughs> I haven't been in school since 99. I finished Jackson State University in 1999. And at this point it is 2015, 2014. And I'm saying, no, I haven't been in school in a long time. 
How am I going to pay for it? You know, I'm giving all these excuses, of course. Mm -hmm. So then when I um, got the diagnosis, I said, oh, okay, Lord, let me sit down somewhere and start researching, you know, what are some of these possibilities for me to go back to school? And so I knew that I needed to be in a school that had an in-person um, setup. And so I just started researching and originally I was going to go to Mercer. I'm in the metro Atlanta area. I was going to go to Mercer. I wanted a Christian based program. So I was going to do two degrees. Um, there was the degree with the divinity school and there was there, there was the actual clinical mental health counseling degree. Well, fast forward, um, I'm on the chemo pills and there were some side effects that occurred while I was on those pills. And one was my heart would race. And so I recall going to Stone Mountain and something that I would normally do was trail walking. It was never an issue for me. But when I tried to do um, the walking up Stone Mountain, I couldn't even go halfway. Mm -hmm. And so I ended up telling uh, the nurse practitioner at my radiation oncology oncologist's office, I'm telling her this story. I'm boohoo crying. He asked, had I talked to the social worker? I said, I know who she is. I haven't talked to her. End up talking with her. And ultimately, she suggested that I talk to a therapist. And had actually, had I, at this point, this is the end of my cancer journey. I'd done all the treatments. And so I found, um, through my insurance, a counselor. And my social worker also told me to look the person up on psychology today. So that's just a that's a, a reference for the viewers as well. When you're looking for a counselor or therapist, make sure you also look up um, their information on psychology today, just to kind of get a better picture of, of what they're um, what what they're about. So the person that I found, I called. There was no answer. I said, "Surely this is a legitimate person." Well, I ended up googling the person couldn't find anything other than a retirement announcement for mm. some place called Richmond Graduate University. So then I said, well, what is that? I Google Richmond Graduate University and what do you know? God just completely blessed me because not only was it a graduate school, but it is a Christian-based graduate school with a degree um, that included a master's in clinical mental health counseling. One degree, Christian-based, I found the place that I was going to get to. Wow. Fast forward, I started in August 2020, and I will be finishing in May 2023. And it's really just a testimony of me finally listening to God and what he was telling me to do to be able to fulfill the purpose that he has for my life. And I think it's very important that when you hear these things, whether it's through dreams or other people, whatever the signs are, when God is telling you something, it's very important that you actually listen and go about and do what he is asking you to do, because he's not going to lead you astray. He's going to lead you to places where you have never even thought of. And so I just feel, you know, just really blessed. And I'm, I'm really humbled about how I've come into all the different different situations that I've been able to be a part of. And forgive me, my internet is acting up, so I'm going in and going out. So forgive me. I'm going to bring Latoya Wiggins up and let her come and share with us. 
Good evening, Latanya. How are you? Good, and you all? Okay. Welcome to the Speakeasy. Tell hey, the audience hey. who you are and what it is that you do. So my name is Dr. Latoya Wiggins, and I am a self-care strategist. My main focus is um, Christian women, Christian women. And I transition those moms who are Christian women from worn out to winning. I teach them how to no longer feel depleted, but develop healthy habits to be nourished, renewed, and rejuvenated with biblical principles that bring peace instead of self-pity. Still running around constant. <laughs> I guess as we wait for her, yes, yeah, so much pretty much self care. I love to talk about self care. <laughs> it's definitely important. I realize that doing all the things that I do. Self-care is so critical <laughs> in your yes. everyday life. Right. Yeah. Everyday life. Um, you know, I, I like to talk about it because I want to help people prevent diseases. Mm -hmm. Like we're talking about now, you know, breast cancer awareness. But at the same time, sometimes we can't prevent, you know, diseases. So, but self-care helps you to manage those diseases, you know, so you're either preventing it or managing, you know, on the other end. You know, some things, like I said, we just can't control what we get. You know, you know, the breast cancer situation, you know, there's risk factors that we um, can avoid and some things we can't avoid. You know, I can't control that. <laughs> you know, and other uh, hereditary uh, traits. What can I do, you know, what can I do on my end to help prevent the disease? You know, if a disease comes up, how can I keep myself thriving, you know, while dealing with the disease? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You want to keep talking in case Constance is there. Constance, you there? I'm here. I said my internet keeps going in and out. But I'm here. I was muted. But no, my internet keeps going in and out. I've been up on the camera. Mm -hmm. We're going to keep this podcast going. So, you. thank you so much for sharing. And so what guidance do you have to offer as far as nutritional tips and wellness tips? Yeah, so kind of started getting on that, that part. So again, we can't control everything. You know, we can't control our genes, um, our family history. Um, but what we can do is control our our or being overweight in general, that's a risk factor for breast cancer. So that's something that we can control. Um, what we eat <laughs> and drill things. So, you know, lim limiting um, alcohol or eliminating it altogether, that could, you know, that's something that we can do. A healthy diet of um, just a well rounded diet in general. So, there's no really research like this particular diet, you know, diet can prevent breast cancer, but simply eating healthy, you know, making sure you're getting your whole grain, you know, like the wheat bread um, and rye bread, um, healthy fats. So, a lot of times people hear the word fat and think you shouldn't be eating any fats, but healthy fats are fine, you know, for like your nut, nut butters, your um, olive oils, those things are healthy. Your avocados, those are, those, um, are things that help to eliminate the waste from our body. So we need that healthy fat. 
um, vegetables. You know that eat your vegetables. <laughs> We've been told that when we were kids, eating your vegetables, your fruits, and um, make sure you're not overeating. You know, because that control that um, overeating can contribute to weight gain. And then all of those things I've been talking about. That's the physical portion of self care. We want to make sure that we are helping ourselves mentally. You know, so finding time to de-stress or, you know, minimize stress is possible. You can't always prevent it altogether, but minimizing stress, preventing the burnout, you know, so you could be doing things such as spending time with, uh, you know, if you're a spiritual, um, you know, Christian woman, I know uh, I heard Marlena talking about faith and um, yeah, both of you talking about faith, you know, that's a, that's a big thing. So making sure you're spending that time with God, making sure that you're focus you know that spiritual health making sure you're spending um some time to just de-stress day self-care is something you should be doing daily so whether that's some quiet time by yourself um relaxation dancing whatever makes you feel good <laughs> and i like to talk about the physical mental and spiritual health because they all are intertwined you know one thing affects another you know so if i'm not taking good care of my body it's going to affect my mental health I may not want to spend time with God because I feel like crap, you know, if I'm not spending time with God, I mean, I want to care about, you know, what I'm doing up here and down here in my belly. So we have to make sure that we are nourishing ourselves holistically for a healthier and happier body. Um, and then one thing I want to add, personal experience with um, breast cancer, but the friend, friend, I'm 42, she was diagnosed at 36 years old. And um, so, yes, she's a six-year survivor, so thank God for that. But I always used to ask her, like, what's something that you wish you had known um, before, you know, I mean, while you were going through the treatment? And one of the biggest things that she wanted me to tell you all is, you know, if you are somebody that's in the middle of going through um, treatment or preparing for treatment, make sure, this goes back to that mental health piece, <laughs> make sure that you're not listening to just advice you know unwanted advice you know we mm -hmm. all have our loved ones who want to help you but in the end it's what you want to do for yourself you know and listen to the experts not even just one expert you know sometimes you need to talk to several different um doctors before you make that final decision on the type of um thing you want so make sure that you are making the decision that you want to you know help make for yourself and your treatment your health you know um, and also, she said, if anybody is going through, um, you know, any kind of treatments, radiation and chemo, if you can, it's really good to try to schedule those things like on a Friday, you know, like right before the weekend. If you have any side effects, it's going to give you some time to really recover on the weekend. So that goes back to, you know, that physical and mental health. You know, you have some time to just kind of decompress and um, reset yourself. And um, what was the other thing she told me that I really loved? Oh, that um, you know, like with chemo, chemo. Lose your hair. So you know, especially with women, that could affect our mental health, or you know, because it's a physical component. So just, so, just recommending, um, you know, if you feel like your hair's coming out, just go ahead, cut that thing off, get it over, done and over with. <laughs> so you can really just start like embracing that piece you know, that journey that you're about to go on with um, the hair loss. One thing I love about black women is we can rock a wig and nobody will even know. <laughs> and then, you know, sometimes we just make it back to you where you just get comfortable with 
just embracing, you know, how you do those are different things you need to consider for the mental health piece. So bottom line, do what's gonna make you happy, not what's gonna make Coach Linda happy, Constance um happy, Marlena, not mm -hmm. do what's going to make you happy. So you talk to him about what's best for you. Amen. So where can we find you on social media? Social media, I am at she is a nurse mom on all social media platforms, Instagram, Facebook, those are my main hangouts. And I've been trying to get more, um, get on uh, LinkedIn more often. She is a nurse mom. Okay. And Coach Linda, what about you? Same thing. Coach Linda Brooks Johnson, LinkedIn, Instagram, Facebook. And you'll find me. Okay. And Marlena. Yes, on Instagram, pink underscore OVA, OVA underscore everything is where you can find me in relation to breast cancer advocacy um, and awareness. And LinkedIn, Marlena Murphy. Okay, thank you. And so this has been a very good session. I thank all three of you for joining us. And to our listening audience, thank you so much for tuning in. And until next time, may God bless you today, Bye. tomorrow, and always. Have a good evening. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.